three, two, one, go. Okay, did everyone clap? Yes. I, I clapped. <laughs> okay, good. It, usually Discord doesn't pick up the sound, but it'll be on your like audio. I freaked my cat out when I did that. So. Okay, good. Which cat is that with means you? We... Is it the evil one? It's the evil one. Hi, Bella. <laughs> She's glaring at me. <laughs> God. All right. Um, welcome, everyone, to Game Busters. This is a podcast from GameLuster.com, and I am your host, Nirav. Uh, Re is away this week on business, I guess. So... Um, is she she's in Ireland, I think, right? Again. Yep. Um, it, Irish business. Um, and uh, so we have an all-star panel here coming at you. Um, uh, I'm sure they have some fun intros lined up. So uh, first we have Kate, uh, ultimate Danganronpa fan. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kate, and I'm back. Thought you'd seen the last of me, but I'm back on Game Busters. After quite a long hiatus, and as Nirav said, I am indeed the ultimate Danganronpa fan. Welcome to Hope's Peak Academy, students! Ooh, that's pretty good. Uh, we have Elizabeth. Hi, I'm also back. It's been a long time since I've been on here. What, what character was that you were doing? No, I wasn't doing a character, man. I'm just here. I'm just vibing. <laughs> okay. I got Great. back in from Georgia yesterday, and I'm still a little tired, so... Oh, I'm still in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where I live. Um, and we also have Claire. Hello! Welcome I in. I am Elizabeth's twin sister. Yes, thematic. we have decided to thematically have twins on this episode to sort of channel some fun vibes from... Which one of you is which? Did we decide? I am, I'm probably Mukuro. Claire's the successful twin. What does that mean? <laughs> that makes you Junko, I'm sorry. Oh, that's that's a fun thing to have. No, everybody, put well, on everyone to me. wants to be Junko. Sure, I'll be Junko. Okay. Does that make Bailey I, I Monokuma? I... Does that make Bailey Monokuma? Sure. I'm gonna say yes. That's your dog. That's your cat. Cat. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's fine. Um. So yeah. Welcome in everybody. Uh. Today we're gonna be talking about the Danganronpa series. Um. Probably mostly the first game and. Just a warning, um, this game is 10 years old, but <laughs> we are going to have spoilers uh, definitely on the first game, um, maybe the second. But um, yeah, we're going to just kind of talk about the development cycle and, and see how this game got made and, you know, the explosion of uh, of it as a sort of like still niche, but like pretty significant uh, internet uh, cultural touchstone. So um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and kick off by going around and saying what we've uh, what we've been playing. So uh, Kate, why don't you kick us off? What well, you've been playing this week? Uh, actually, the three of us and our other friend have been regularly streaming Danganronpa V3: Killing Harmony. We're about halfway through that, and then uh, my husband, fellow Game Luster writer Tim, and I have been playing through the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, and finally. Ooh. On my own, I've been playing Kataria Fables, which I recently reviewed for Game Luster. You can read my review of that on the site. All right, nice. Um, let's see, um, Elizabeth, what you what you doing? Well, I've been playing Danganronpa V three with Kate, uh, Claire, and another friend. I just finished Great Ace Attorney Chronicles a couple weeks ago, and I just finished Delta Rune over the weekend. Oh, cool! Had you played chapter? Yeah, yeah. had you played chapter one before? I played chapter one when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I've not gotten around to chapter two. I yet, need to. I, I need to play it on my Switch now that the second chapter is on my Switch. I need to get get it started on there. 
but yeah i wanted to how'd you like i wanted to play it right when it came out so yeah how'd you like chapter two i loved chapter two it's fantastic uh you do you think it's better than the first one yeah it is the villain character Uh, in chapter two is iconic she's so is is it does does it feel like its own sort of small contained story it does have a few ties to the first one but it is mostly its own contained story I would still mm-hmm. tell people to play chapter one first. Yeah, it's like. probably better if you play chapter one first. Okay. But because it's like each each of the chapters takes place in a different like dark world, so you could probably you could st- you could probably play it. You could mostly understand it. There's probably going to be a couple of things you know. The character relationships you wouldn't understand unless you played one. Yeah. I like I like uh I-, I think the first one is really good though. Oh I- yeah, I I, the, I, the I do love the and... first one. The second one is phenomenal, though. Like, I loved the first one, and I didn't think... Girl Boss, Deltarune Chapter 2. Yeah, Girl Boss. Who's the the Girl Boss? Her name is Queen. She's the antagonist. (laughs) She's very funny. Alright, that's exciting. Um... Claire, what have you been playing besides the things that you've been playing? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, as part of the visual novel hive mind, I too have been playing the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Um, <laughs> just about finished mind. with it. I'm in the last case, so I have like an hour or two left of gameplay, I think. Um, I also played Deltarune um, last weekend. Yeah. Alright, a lot of variety in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched Claire beat the secret boss of Deltarune because I'm bad at video games. Ooh, really so. What have you been playing then, Nero? Yeah. Alright. Part of um, the non-novel hive mind. I, I uh, first of all, I, I was part of the visual novel hive mind for the last, like, three months. I only broke out of it recently. <laughs> um... I was I was playing a lot of like very just mediocre visual novels, and I was like, "This is who I am." It'd be like that sometimes, though. Which it really that? do. Uh, um, but no. So the last like week or two, or actually about two weeks now, I've been playing Deathloop. I'm getting very close to mm. the end. Um, I'm really loving it. But as as ultimate, um, my maybe my title, ultimate Arcane Studios fan. Um, the uh, this is. I, 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 this, this game is still fantastic, but I, I feel like it's my least favorite out of their games. Huh. Um, well, like, it, it, in my mind, like, all three of the Dishonored games and Prey are all, like, 10 out of 10 masterpieces, and, like, this one's, like, really good, but it's, like, not quite that, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know, all these outlets are giving it a 10 and being, like, oh, it's one of the best games ever, and I'm, like, I don't know, like, I feel like, I feel like it's missing some of the... I feel well, like it's missing, Nirav, like, the, I can't the, wait for you to the fucking like the feeling of what's up? I can't wait for you to write your review for it for Game Luster and give it like an eight, yeah. an eight out of ten, and then have everyone in the comments come for you and your family. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that if they did. Um, yeah, no, it's still one of the best games of the year, but like. I don't know. It just doesn't have that that feeling of like being backed into a corner and like having to like pull the last pieces of resourcefulness out of the back of your mind and like do insane like trick shots and things like that you never would have like been able to plan. Like that's like the fun of the games and like this one you feel like a god all the time. Like the game is specifically designed to make you like super duper powerful and like everything you do every time you do anything you look like you're like a professional player. <laughs> Um, um which is like cool video and, game. <laughs> it is a very self-esteem boosting video game um 
not that it's like super easy, but it's just like everything that you do and the the world is built completely to like react to like you doing anything as like a success and like you fucking like blow past enemies and like do all these crazy combos and everything without trying. Um, so like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's a cool idea. I like that it's so accessible. I think it's probably the most accessible of their games is probably the thing. Like, if you were going to try one of Arcane's games, this would probably be the best one to try to start out. Um, anyway, that's my that's my ramble for today. Um, and I've also been playing... Um, I, I just played through the demo of Voice of Cards, the Isle Dragon Roars, which is... Oh, oh I've been meaning name, to pick man. that up. Yes. Just pick one of the names. Go off, Yoko It's uh, a Square Enix off. game, of course, man. <laughs> yeah, so this is Yoko Taro, creator of the Nier games, and... Um, I uh, also just has to has to be noted Keiichi Okabe, the um, composer for the Nier games, also is doing music for this game, and that's why it fucking slaps. Um, yeah, the, I just played the demo on Switch. It was fantastic. I, I was like really, really into it, and then I like got most of the way through, and I was like, oh man, I don't know if my save data is gonna transfer. I'm just gonna like pre-order it and just stop because <laughs> I don't want to like ruin this. Yeah, I was meaning um, to pick it up because uh, I've been out of town, so I wasn't able to download it. Th- right thank when, you for right the reminder. I just started the demo yeah. download. <laughs> I'm gonna start it after I upload my file because my internet is trash. But yes, I will definitely be downloading that soon. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It does the the narrator is great. Like he's like a game master and he's like narrating everything, but like also like you know commenting on the things you're doing and stuff. Oh, I love that. I, I like love the that. monster. Yeah. The shape of the monster is very yeah. The pleasing. monster's good. <laughs> it's pleasing to the yeah, eye. He looks kind of like Quagsire. Um, it does look a little like a Quagsire, but like with some Yoshi spikes. Um, just a mix of okay. friends. Yeah, real, a mix real good of friends. friends. I want to be friends um, with that monster. Uh, okay, so yeah, I, I guess that's about it. So let's let's go ahead and like dive into it. Let's just get right into it. Ten minutes into it. Um, so uh, let's uh, what what I think would probably be uh, probably be best is that if um, one of you or maybe all of you as a triple tag team tell uh, just briefly what is this game like if somebody had no idea what a Danganronpa was and you had to elevator pitch them on it, what would you say? Okay, so it's Battle Royale. It's just Battle Royale. Like, yeah, it's, it is the Japanese, like, novel film No, there's, a, there's a little bit more to it. It's Battle Royale, but then they have to solve the kills, <laughs> It's too. Battle Royale, but a little bit more fucked up. And there are courtroom <laughs> segments. And there's the... a bear. <laughs> I think we should start. not helping anybody listening. <laughs> okay, so uh, Dingle Rumbus is about a group of students who is, uh, each of them with a special ultimate talent that they are the best at which can range from sports to academics to being born into a lot of money (laughs) yes that is one of them you're right they are trapped in a high school uh by a very strange talking bear named monokuma and the only way you can escape the school is to kill someone and then successfully go through a class trial without being voted the killer and if you're voted the killer you are instead brutally executed um the game the first game was what uh, became pretty much a cult classic and it spawned two direct sequels both of which have the exact same premise with slightly different paths and locations 
I tried to explain. Yeah, and I tried to explain what Dong and Rampa was to my parents the other day because they asked me what we were pl- what I was playing with Claire, Lydia, and Caitlin, and uh, they both looked at me like I was fucking. I had three heads, and they were like, "That's what you've been playing." I'm like, "Uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing." <laughs> like you had three heads, and two of and one of them was an evil bear, and one of them was a happy smiling bear. Yep. Uh-huh. So what when I say bear, I'm sure that like if if anyone's listening to this, I'm I'm sure you have seen an image of Monokuma. If you have you, visited the internet in the last you've 10 seen years. You have not. Please go, go Google the word Monokuma immediately and look at this nightmare creature. Just go on the Game Busters Twitter and look at like the most recent tweet and that's there's yeah, a Monokuma there in there. Plug it. Um I, I feel like Monokuma has almost become bigger than Danganronpa, just as, like, an internet icon. Can I say it? Monokuma is, like, the minions of Danganronpa. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> How could you say something so true, so controversial, yet so brave? Um, yeah, They're gonna so, make like, a Monokuma movie, and it's gonna be Monokuma and the Monocubs, and I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> And is Chris Pratt going to be Monokuma? Yes. yes. Chris Pratt will play Monokuma. And Jack Black um, will be someone else. Jack Black will be Kurokuma. Um, yeah, so uh, basically, like like we said, this is a part uh, visual novel, part uh, puzzle game, and then part like bullet hell, basically. Yeah, part stuff. skill-based bullet hell. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting mix of things. Basically, the, the game goes that, like, uh, the basic premise of the story, there are 16... Oops. Oh. <laughs> there are 15 oops. to 16 students. <laughs> there, are, there are between 15 and 16 students at this school. There are at least 15. <laughs> and no more than 16. Um, anyway, no, there, there, are, uh, there are a bunch of students at this school. They wake. They sort of enter this school, Hope's Peak Academy, and they have been invited there because, like, like we said, they are the best at their craft, and... They get there, and uh, everyone falls asleep mysteriously and wakes up, and and the school has been completely, like, bolted in. Like, there are, like, thick metal plates over all the doors and windows, and there's, like, no way out, and there's only them in this giant and school. And a bear. And, and Monokuma, the bear. And when I, I we keep calling it a, him a bear. Is he is he really that much of a bear? Well, he calls point? himself a bear, so. <laughs> That's true. Bear I would, like, so I'm going to respect what he views himself as. Um... Yeah, like, he, I mean, like, is I, I think it's okay to say, like, he's like a robot bear. He's, like a he's robot not like a bear. real, not like a real biological He's not like a fuzzy, bear. happy teddy bear looking thing. He's like an evil Half teddy bear. Is. <laughs> yeah. He's an evil he's fucked up teddy bear. He can speak and he has quite the mouth on him. Yeah. He's an evil fucked up um, teddy bear. So basically the cycle of the game goes that um, there is a murder. Um, because Monokuma, again, has declared that anyone who wants to leave has to kill somebody and then get away with it. You have to get away with murder, and nobody, will, like, figures out that it was you. And so every time there's a murder, there's an investigation phase and then a class trial. The, and the class trials are... You forgot sorry? the dating sim part of the game. I was gonna get to that. <laughs> after, and then after the trial is the dating sim part, and then the cycle starts again. <laughs> Where you get again. to know all the kids who are probably gonna die. It's great. It's fun. Yeah. And basically, you you fun. as the protagonist, so you play uh, Makoto Nayagi, the ultimate lucky student, whose talent is that he's got really good luck. And your job is to properly identify the killer in each trial. And if you uh, if you fail to guess the correct killer, only they get to go free, and the rest of you all die. So. You are trying to solve each mystery as they come up, and then you are also trying to solve the overarching mystery of 
why are we in this school? Who is behind this? What on earth is going on? Why do we yeah. have amnesia? That's one. Why too. is there a bear? I have amnesia. <laughs> why is there um, a bear? <laughs> why is why bear? why is the bear here? So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into the uh, the development of this game. So, um, this game was created by uh, Kazutaka Kodaka uh, at uh, Spike Chunsoft, which was then just Spike. Um, they they added a Chunsoft later. Um, but yeah, this was back in uh, in about 2009. They were kind of circling a lot of ideas, and so um, Kodaka had not yet worked on um, ha- had not yet led a game's development before. He had worked. This is I, I pulled up his bibliography of stuff he had worked on, which was uh, Clock Tower Three. Not familiar with that one. Um, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi Three. Jake Hunter. I guess is has to be a game where you hunt people named Jake. I have not checked. Um, Bakuso Dikotra, Legend Black, don't know what that is, Detective Conan and the Kindaichi Case Files, colon, The Meeting of the Two Famous Detectives, and then Dragon Ball Raging Blast. So, a couple of Dragon Balls in there. But he wasn't um, exactly a household name in the industry prior to, uh, no. Dang It, Ron Paul. D- no, Dang It, Ron Paul. Um... Now, yeah, so basically the idea being that he had worked on a couple of projects before this, but had never led development in, or been in a management capacity at all, really. And so uh, when Danganronpa came around, uh, he had this idea, and I believe that the original name he had for it was like, uh, I have to find this, distrust. it was like Deception? It was Distrust. Distrust, Distrust. And um, yeah, so the idea, of course, was of this killing game, and they did, of course, cite that they were influenced by Battle Royale, the novel. Um but the idea was that um, the original concept actually had adults locked in a, in a place together that had to kill each other and then hold a trial, basically, and then get away with murder. And um, after some reworking, they eventually were like, nah, it's got to be high school students. Because why the fuck not? This is Japan we're talking about. Yeah, why the fuck not? Um, yeah, so they, uh, they, they kind of were really focused on doing like a sort of a, a black comedy sort of a thing, like... A darker narrative, but like making it fun. <laughs> Just make it fun, guys. How do we make murder fun? Make it high school. Well, you first you add a bear. <laughs> add a bear. And you make oh, a fucked up evil little bear, but a bear nonetheless. Kids you've ever met. <laughs> oh yeah, the weirdest um, people. Yeah, so like this game was a little bit of a hard sell to the uh, to the the brass at Spike. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, apparently it wasn't really that. Um, okay. There have been games where teenagers get killed before and where they kill each other, but not many. <laughs> and um, the the worry that Spike Chunsoft had was that um, it would be very popular. They, they thought like, oh, this will definitely be popular with like the younger player base we're going for, like of teenagers. But like. I think, like, they thought, like, parents are going to come after us, man. <laughs> um, and so um, they also had some worries about the themes. Like, there are themes of, um, you know, bullying in there, pretty present and things like that. And like, oh, parents aren't going to like this. But um, eventually Kodaka did allow, um, or did, did convince them to allow that to go through. Um, so the way he pitched, the apparently the phrase he used to pitch Spike Chunsoft on it was stylish high-speed reasoning action. Oh. Okay. That's oh, which is correct. That's correct. Or correct. Yeah. Um, 
And so um, this was interesting to me. I found out the cast uh, was like designed. Uh, they're physically designed with the um, um, under the branch of a Japanese psychopop, which was a type of yeah, sort of a, a style that was um, uh, made popular by the band X Japan, which was a um, metal band in Japan from the eighties. Um, so if you look at a picture of them, you can kind of see like, okay, I see how their look like influenced like the characters in Danganronpa. Fun fact um, that I like about the development process of Danganronpa is that actually the first, they started out by designing one male and one female character that they were going to be basically the quote unquote default student look. And over the course of development, they got so sick of working with these two character bases, default male and default female, that they ended up putting slightly altered versions of them into the game themselves as the first victim and first killer, respectively, of the game. <laughs> or switch that around. Um, so basically, they got so sick of characters, of their default character bases, that they killed, put them in the game and killed them off. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. I did not know that. Um, yeah, so... Um, well, that gives me an idea of what oh. they look like. <laughs> yeah, now I know. <laughs> Um, now I've got it! <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so the word Danganronpa, um, is, uh, sort of a rough translation, for, but it does mean bullet refutation, as in I'm using this bullet to refute your statement, which is what you do in the game. Um, yeah, which is correct. Is sort of a, I called it bullet It's proof. correct. Bullet bulletproof. Oh, God. Um, is it bulletproof? I, I thought it was, I, I, I read that it was, like, bullet and then, like, refutation. No, yeah, Caitlin's saying it should be bulletproof. Oh, it should be bulletproof, yeah. If they wanted to keep the pun in English rather than just preserving the Danganronpa name, they could have called it bulletproof, as in I am proving my statements with this bullet. Oh. But then I think 50 that... Cent would have gotten mad at them because he has a game called Bulletproof. 50 Cent has a video game? <laughs> Hey, Nirav, that clearly shows Why you've never just read my article, about this? Top 10 Voice Actors You Didn't Know Were in Video Games. Wait, I, I think we need to change the podcast. We need to talk about the 50 Cent video game. Yeah, actually, hold on. I'm, I'm looking this up now. Um, yeah, so um, character designer um, Rui, Komatsu, uh, Rui Komatsuzaki uh, is the one who came up with the Danganronpa title. So, uh, shout out. Um, and that was, uh, originally they said they had it written in, uh, kanji before they decided to switch it to katakana to kind of make it like more worldly, <laughs> I guess. Well, katakana is kind of seen as sleek, modern, and cool, which fits very sure. much with the like psycho punk. Yeah. So I was going to say that it fits with the, the like theme yeah. of the character design. I, that's a decision that I'm glad they went with. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course has the subtitle trigger happy havoc, which is a good subtitle. Um, <laughs> Is it though? Trigger happy havoc. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is full of havoc. <laughs> Again, all of those words are correct. Yeah. All of those words are in the game. I don't know. What I you don't want. know. I don't know if we can define happy, guys. Come on. <laughs> no, it's it's like trigger, it's like happy. Tr trigger happy. Yeah, but if you if you're trigger happy during a trial, like you get penalized then, okay. for it, and then you die. If you read this as, like, I'm going to trigger the feelings of happy havoc, yeah, it's not going to make any sense. But, like, anyway. Um, okay, also, so... Uh, part of the reason I've been calling um, calling Dingle Rumbus by different names every time I bring it up is when the game first released, that did become a hugely popular meme on the internet that nobody knew what on earth a Danganronpa was or what it meant, so people started calling it things like Dang. Yeah, Dingy Rimples. Yeah. Dang Rokumba. Um, it was a similar phenomenon to what they did with that one actor, you know, Bandersnatch Cumberbund. 
Right. <laughs> Benny Swaddle Cumber Cookie. Exactly. So, um, nowadays, most people know what a Danganronpa is and have heard the name, but it was a big meme back in the original days of the fandom to just deliberately misspell it or switch it without with other words. Right. Um, and so, uh, the producer, Yoshinori Terasawa, uh, cited their two main... Er, their two main influences uh, for the structure of the game as Saw, of course, the original Saw movie, and then um, a movie called Cube, which I did not know about before. It's a 1997 Canadian like indie sci-fi horror film. I don't know how that came across their desk. Me neither. Um, Would like to know. Yeah, if if you if you were one of the creators of the 1997 uh, film Cube, can you tell us? Can you write into the show and please tell us how that ended up on, in in Japan? Um, but anyway, so that, that movie had like gained notoriety and it had like a cult following. Basically it was like a surrealist film and it had this like Kafka-esque sort of thing going on. About with, people trapped in a literal like, cube, by the way. Like, sorry? About people trapped in a literal giant cube. Yeah, I was about to say like they're, they're in a big cube. What is <laughs> so like peak if not just a big cube? What if, what is it if not just a series of cubes <laughs> stacked on each other? Um, let's see here. Oh, wow. Hold on. There was a, um, there's an American remake currently on hold is in development at Lionsgate, and a Japanese-produced remake is slated for 2021. Japan really likes that cube movie, huh? Wow, they love those, they love cubes over there. And what are we getting cubed, um, the video game, Kodaka? <laughs> um, hey, you wow, an- wait, hold on. Saw got a video game, why not cube? Sorry, there would be an anime television series adaptation of the first game, Oh wait, I'm I'm on the wrong article. I got so excited about it. An- I was like, I'm on the Dog and Rampa article. <laughs> I thought it was on Cube. I was like, there's an anime adaptation of Cube. No, there's not an anime. <laughs> well, not yet. There's not. Not yet. Legacy, the song "Trapped Inside the Cube" by Brazilian thrash metal band Blash Thrash <laughs> is cube. loosely based on the movie. <laughs> this podcast is not even about trapped. About trapped the- inside the cube. <laughs> Um, is it like trapped okay. inside the parentheses of the cube? Is the cube? Yes, that's <laughs> okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah, you everyone add that to your playlist. Sauce, but I'm trapped in the cube. <laughs> it's about a guy who's trapped in a cube by the band Blast Thrash. <laughs> that band name okay. is fantastic, and I wish I thought of it. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I one time had an idea for a band name, and then I got like really excited, and I looked it up, and someone had already taken it. That was really my sad. friend the- uh, compiles a list of of uh, words and phrases that could be band names. You know what would be uh, a really good band name? Seesaw effect. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a small niche joke. <laughs> like, who's it for? It's for you. I know it's for you. <laughs> it's for all the people on Reddit on r slash seesaw effect. There's a Reddit? <laughs> yeah, we had to make our own Reddit because the main Danganronpa Reddit doesn't like us. Uh... Dongan read it. Um, anyway, Nirob, can I tell you that Cube has a sequel called Cube 2 Hypercube? <laughs> it cannot. What are you talking about? It does. Yeah, you're right. Okay, wow. Hypercube. Cube 2 Hypercube in 2002 and a prequel, Cube Zero. <laughs> Cube 2. <laughs> the Cube I love the cube. I, dude, I, I think at the beginning of this, I didn't like the cube very much. Now I love the cube. Mirav, you need, you, we need to do a Game Luster movie night and watch cube. We should do like a live reaction watch of the cube. I would um, watch you watching cube to react to it. 
The film's critical reception was mixed, with reviewers panning the sequel's poorly produced CGI writing and production, well, but praising the evolution. It. Have you seen this, kid? Yes! I, I thought I established that at the beginning. Yes, I've seen this movie. No, the the hyper Great news, guys! I've too hyper Trapped inside the cube is on Spotify. <laughs> I told you, everyone, add it to your daily mix, <laughs> please. I've only seen Cube 1. I have not seen Cube 2 Hypercube, nor have I seen Cube 0, but I have seen Cube Hyper 1. Cube. And it was I, don't, I don't even mediocre. think the people who made the film have seen Cube 0. <laughs> I Wait, just, I don't do think you know who has here. seen Cube? Here it is. People made Danganronpa. <laughs> That's true. Also me. Maybe that means it's I'll make a, the I next think we need to watch Hypercube because it says it has poor CGI <laughs> and writing, which means it can only be a masterpiece. <laughs> The, fi the first two films take place almost entirely within the maze. Cube Zero is set in both the interior and exterior of the cube. the cube. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why it's a prequel. That's better than the dog and Rumpa kids get. That's why it's a prequel, because okay. they're outside of the cube. I have so many cube-related title ideas for this, I'm going to have to figure <laughs> out a good one. Um, the okay. saw effect. Love the cube. Wait! Wait, because, Mirab, uh -huh. it was a combination yeah. of cube and saw? You can call it the cube saw effect. Uh, he did it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Humanity is beautiful. Cube zero. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm closing the page. I'm closing I it. Can't um, close I think cube two hypercube is funnier than cube <laughs> Cube two hypercube is the funniest fucking name. Yeah, no, cube two hypercube <laughs> is a masterpiece of titling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um d ding dingo rumbo. Um Okay. Um gah. So, let's see here. Um I've I've lost I've completely lost my place. Um perhaps in the cube. Okay. Also, one fun thing that they did with their um stylization here we go. Um was that they actually um you know how like the um the blood is all pink and everything. They said, like, originally that was, like, uh, um, and, like, it did fit with their, like, psychopop aesthetic, but it was actually to, like, bring, the ratings, bring down yeah. the, the rating because yeah, of red, it was yeah, a red, censorship red thing. <laughs> it's a censorship It made thing. people more okay with teenagers killing each other. Killing yeah, each so other. Don't brush this, just don't uh, just brush over this, Nero. The blood is hot, like, neon It's hot, it's hot pink, baby. <laughs> it's like, like someone scrawled with a highlighter, like, they next bleed to the vampire bodies. <laughs> the weird thing is, if you play enough, like, in the first time you see a body, in, like, the first case, it's real weird, but, like, as you keep playing the game, it starts looking normal to you, and your brain starts being like, oh, yeah, okay, blood is I'll, that color. Yeah, that's the color that blood is, yeah. The Danganronpa uh, anime did not have pink blood, and I was weird. I was like, why are they bleeding red? What's going on? Well, the but no, 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 just the, the first third game had pink blood. Just the, third the, anime. the anime original third anime had red blood. It was weird. Yeah. It didn't feel right. It's, it was very, it was very, it felt wrong. It did. Um, so, uh, basically, um, a few things also. Um, the game has, like, a weird mixture of, like, 2D and 3D graphics that I think work extremely well, to my eyes. Um, but, like, it's hilarious because, like, the characters are like cardboard yeah, cutouts. Yeah, they're like basically. cardboard cutouts. Um, but like the game like fully acknowledges and like showcases this. It's like Paper Mario. <laughs> but they're in like a 3D world. Yeah, like it's like it's, it's like kind Paper of like a Paper Mario. Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
So yeah, like we said, pop art, very, very like, uh, kind of like Andy Warhol looking stuff, uh, art style, which I, I did enjoy. Um, and uh, yeah, so of course, like I said, uh, the game was written uh, and directed by uh, Kodaka. Um, character designs by Rui Komatsuzaki. Very distinctive uh, art style, by the way. Like, if you see a Danganronpa mm-hmm. art, you'll be like, oh, that's that's a Rui Komatsuzaki. You know, that's a Rui Komatsuzaki yes. design character. Um, they also got to design some characters for the mobile game Fate Grand Order, and you can tell. Is that the one that looks like Komaeda? Oh, okay. Huh. It's actually just Komaeda, yeah. They, they actually reuse the Danganronpa character's design. Ah, oh, damn it. In this game. Oh yeah, so um, they wanted to. Um, so Kodaka really wanted people to be surprised with Sayaka's death. Uh, I know oh, I, yeah, was. I was. Yeah, uh, was like, yeah. sort of set up to be the you know the 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 partner character for for Makoto. Yeah, Sayaka. Sayaka. Everything about Sayaka gave me like trust issues going forward in uh, playing video games. Like <laughs> that I means was, it worked. I was playing Nine 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 for the first time last year, and with Akane, I was like. Oh, I yeah. swear to God, if she's like Sayaka, and then I let my guard down, and she was like Sayaka. <laughs> and then she was, yeah. Those who are watching this who haven't played the game, one, go play the game. But Sayaka is this cute little idol who helps you, like, she gets to know you. She, You, you and her, you and your protagonist have a, uh, a past connection. You used to go to the same school together. She's really heavily implied to have a crush on you, like... You bond, you spend a lot of time with her. She's used as a tutorial for the dating game mechanic. And then you find her dead in your bathroom. And everyone thinks she I didn't. Did. I didn't do it. I don't know why everyone thinks I did it. She's in my bathroom. Yeah, everyone thinks um, you did it. So, yeah, I, I think that what, one really clever thing of this is that, like, the, the dynamic that the game sets up at the beginning, basically, is that, like, you are going to be doing... Is almost that like you are going to be doing detective work and she's going to be a, your like assistant and she even says like I'm going to be your assistant, and then like after her death it becomes very clear that you are the assistant to Kyoko, <laughs> yeah. the real detective, <laughs> um, which I I really liked that that dynamic shift. Um, As an so yeah, the they're um, genre. I love Danganronpa's plots because all of the mysteries in every chapter of every game are eminently solvable. Bizarre, but solvable. The clues are there. You, the player, I mean, Makoto will, will figure it out. Makoto and your later game protagonist will figure it out as you go along. But you, the player, can solve this case. Like, it is most certainly doable. I never feel like I, I never can. have it. I never no, will. No, never. But you can. <laughs> I always felt like there's something we learn in the trial that I need to help me. It's a full fair play mystery, all in that every clue you need to solve the murder is placed in your hands. It's not like a Sherlock Holmes short story where, like, Holmes may have knowledge that he may not share with you, the reader. You, the player, have everything you need. It's just the, bizarre. In the first game, like, the, whatever, I think it was the, the third, the double oh, murder one, I did not, I had no fucking idea God. what was going on going into that. Like, I walked in there, like, a, like 100% no idea. And then, like, but then the next one with the uh, Sakura, like... Even Kyoko was, like, listing off the things at the beginning. She's like, or they killed themselves. I was like, it's that one. That's the one. <laughs> and then I just sat there the whole time. Like, obviously she killed herself. Look look at all the clues. I, um, with the, the games do have a bit of a tendency for kind of elaborate and bizarre murder plots because the students are trying to get away with it. So you get things mm-hmm. like um, locking another student into a robot suit to make them take the fall. Yeah. You get things like completely <laughs> moving the crime scene to a different room. Uh, you get things like trying to pin the blame on an infamous serial killer. 
who happens, yeah, to, who be happens to be there. Now, now let's now let's maybe take a moment and let's talk about Toko. Mo, are you the prob- ready? The problem with Toko. <laughs> I like Toko. So. Okay, so I think that I I think I like Genocide Jack more than I like Toko <laughs> a lot. I only started liking Toko once I played Ultra Despair Girl. Yeah, they realized that they didn't write her well in the first game, so they made her the essentially co-protagonist of the spin-off game Ultra Despair Girls, and she got a lot more interesting. That game is like a shooter, right? Yeah. As Claire put it, it's the best and worst game in the Danganronpa series. All right. That it's the best good. in I terms of best in terms of character development in Claire's opinion, and worst oh, in terms of the uh, gameplay. Everything else. So bad. <laughs> How how much is this game? Um, it's on sale right now. I think Spike Chunsoft's doing a sale. I'm I'm curious. I'm just gonna check because uh, that's the I'm I'm wait the the other one Duncan Rapa S is not out yet, right? Yeah, that's not that out. Coming out as I watched a cutscene compilation for Ultra Despair Girls on YouTube, and I still know <laughs> that the gameplay is bad. Ultra Despair Girls is currently uh, it's normally thirty dollars. It's ten on sale for ten. It's worth ten dollars. Right buy it and you're off. Play it. Don't you want? What if I just watched the cutscenes for zero? Yeah, you can watch the cutscenes. I can send you the video. Oh man. Okay. Um. Anyway. So. But yeah, they the, actually um, wrote Toko well in that. Okay. No, that's cool. Because like, might have realized that she was a little bit not well represented. Um. I know the, the the English translation of the game got a lot of heat actually for um, at one point in a mini game referring to dissociative identity disorder, which she has as schizo. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Not good. As what? Sorry. Schizo. It's oh yeah, I remember. Literally one of the yeah, literally one of the um like the the Tangman's Gambit things yeah, was literally just writing schizo, which is like not good. Not Don't bad. do that. But like, um. This game came out in like twenty uh, ten, like yeah. But the I, English translation took a while to come out. <laughs> yeah, I think the English one was twenty twelve, right? It actually yeah. first became known on the internet via fan translation on the something awful forums that did a let's play of it, and then popularity got enough and its recognition got enough that now all three of the main series games and Ultra Despair Girls and the upcoming Danganronpa S do all now have official English translations, although. There is a lot of side material like light novels and mangas that do not have official English translations still because it is still very much in this like cult classic. Yeah. But it's it's and to the ju- point where the games reliably are getting English translations. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh on on that note, um one interesting thing was how in I did not realize how involved uh the voice of Makoto, the Japanese voice Megumi Ogata was with this game's creation. Um so she was actually like really, really influential in changing parts of the script, um, working with um, Kodaka on you know the story and stuff like that, as well as like what to do with the characters later on in the story. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, she she had like a, a pretty pretty big hand in, in kind of she was uh, rooting for her boy Makoto. <laughs> yeah. Um, so interestingly. I think that in the, in the first game especially, and I can't remember in the later ones, you'll have to remind me, but, like, maybe, like, a, a third of the lines are, are voice acted, and, like, it's not really, like, a clear pattern to which it's ones like, are voice acted so and which ones aren't. It's every line in the trials. Yeah. 
In the trial is, yeah. But like then there are there are some lines I, I here and there outside the, of trials the that last are voiced. Rank of the of like everyone's like friendship, social link, whatever. I think the last rank is it's at least partly voiced, I think. I can't quite remember. I haven't seen And they all have like a smattering of voice lines. They all lines have like that voice lines. They like reuse. Yeah. So in the end. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> that can range from Hi, and how are you two? I will tear out your nerves. Oh, that's a fun one. Celeste? Which one was that? Was that Gundam? No, that's my boy. That's my seesaw boy. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Tear out your nerves. I don't nerves. remember that one. That's fun. <laughs> Why did you... Didn't you guys, didn't you guys like, love him or something? No, I do. That's me. I'm the simp. That's you. Hello. Okay. Yes. I'm a Hello. seesaw simp here. Um, simsaw. Um, yeah, you can call me simsaw. You know what? I like that. That's my yeah. new online alias. I'm gonna take it. So, um, Makoto and Kyoko, like, have a lot of cool interactions, but, um, Kodaka has claimed that he never, ever anticipated people would think they were, like, love interests. Yeah, um, how, dude? Yeah, how? Yeah, he, he did not write them that way and didn't even think well, about it. you know it. what? Good for them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was neat. Um, and also, like, I think, I think Kyoko oh, can Kyoko maybe do can. better. <laughs> That's so mean. Makoto's a good boy. He's a good boy. He really wants He's like a that. good lad. I want to pat him on the head. <laughs> he is a good lad, and I do want to pat him on the head. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the like things, if you re- if you've ever read or watched Battle Royale, is that like these students are very, with the exception of a rare few, are portrayed as unflinchingly ordinary. These are ordinary kids that you are seeing die. Duncan Rampa doesn't. <laughs> Pretty much the exact opposite of that. When I, was playing, exact, when I was the, playing one, the furthest you could when I was be. playing one last year, we're watching a Let's Play of one last year, um, I compared it to, uh, it's like watching a car crash, like a burned up car on the side of the road while you're driving by. It's like watching that. You can't look away. I mean, one of the main characters is a super successful author who has written like 80 books who has dissociative identity disorder and is also a super insane horny serial killer who has killed like 30 men with scissors. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, so like one yeah. people. And that's, ju- and that's just one character. Out of six. <laughs> um, or between 15 and 16. Right, a number between 15 uh, and 17. Inclusive of both of those numbers. Um, so, yeah. Um, Greater than or they, equal they to 15. Tr- yeah, they they tried to have the the cast qualities of of course like they tried to create Makoto to be your typical bland anime protagonist, but gave him a little more character. Um, he does have some personality traits, not His a lot. Personality but... is just judging the weird people around him. His personality is like only apparent in the anime, where he gets like really sassy. That's true. Ooh, I like that. I like That's sassy Makoto. I've only I watched think, like the first. I think he deserves to be sassy because in... those people are fucking weird. In the English dub, he refers to something as bigger than the stick up Togami's ass. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a few moments. He does have a few zingers in the in the in the game. Um, yeah, but um, originally Makoto was sort of written as like an unreliable oaf. <laughs> and he's, then, he's a good boy. He's doing his best. Yeah, after yeah after working with Ogata, the the voice actor um, Kodaka ended up rewriting the character to be like much more like of a, a helpful assistant sort of character. Um, and he said that the uh, the game's finale, like that whole thing, was like pretty much like Ogata, um, her like sort of influence. You know what? On the good game, for like, her because Koto is an excellent boy. 
and such a sweet, wholesome. I just want to give. I just want to hand him a sweet. Yeah, I want to pick him up and wrap him in a blanket and give him some hot chocolate. I want to take him out of the murder school. And then take him out of the murder school. And then put him into the cube. So, Nirav, if you have such a wholesome, helpful, sweet little protagonist, what kind of villain would you match him up against, huh? I think I would pick a robot bear. <laughs> but, but, but what I about think the that's... person controlling that robot oh, bear? <laughs> right. Yeah, so I might have somebody who's... Uh, maybe... Mm, how do I say this? Uh, how, how, how do you condense this A character? fashionable, evil uh, genius. Fashionable? Yeah. F- fashionable, definitely. Um, evil, definitely. Genius, definitely. But um, is a lot Ga- of like... Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. That's it. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. You're right. Oh my god. I keep. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what it is. Um, okay. So, um, second here. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, um, like I said, uh, influence of Battle Royale and stuff like that. Um, so, for the English dub of the game, um, I, I, I just want to like finish this out here. They, um, they had a, um, Kodaka had like only one request for NIS America who did the translation and the dub, which was just to make sure Monokuma was still Monokuma. And they were like, okay. And they actually ended up keeping um, everybody's names. They did a little bit of... Um, they did a little bit of changing things. Um, it is mostly a very faithful they uh, added, translation. They gave some characters nicknames. Yeah, they gave people some nicknames to make them easier. Um, Hero. Taka. Uh, and, uh, Taka. I think like... And uh, Taka, yeah. My beloved. But, um, which is, like, you know, whatever. That's, I, I've, I have no objections to that. Um, one thing that, like, sort of made things confusing for people was that um, Hifumi, uh, his ultimate talent was changed. Oh, yeah. Because in the original version, he was a uh, Dujinshi writer, basically. Yes. Or Dujinshi, uh, like, a writer. Um, and so what that means is that he made, like, fan comics. So he did art and, and stuff like that. Like, he was an artist. Um, whereas I, I think fairly the, uh, translators assumed that most people would not know what that was here. And so they, but they, they chose to make him the ultimate fanfic writer, which is almost the same, but not quite because that doesn't really involve artistic skill. Um, yeah. So it was a little bit weird because I had the same thought that, and I remember like I was, um, recently watching the, the game grumps let's play of this game, which is fucking fantastic. It is very funny. Go watch that. Um, but I also remember them being very confused at, like, why is Toko the ultimate writer, and then also Hifumi is here, who's the ultimate fanfic writer. Because Toko um, writes angsty romance books, and Hifumi writes... Angsty romance books! I guess so. Steamy. Um, yeah, but, uh, outside of that, like, they did a, they did a, a pretty good job, like, keeping the themes and everything, while also, like, translating... And I gotta say, they did a good job, like, translating it so that it sounded like... Um, like American teenagers yeah. talking. Yeah, at least I gotta in give props for that. Um, so it's very um, natural. It's more natural than a lot of translations. Yeah, it that absolutely I have abs- is. That I've heard. Um, they said that their biggest challenge was finding someone to do Toko's voice um, because uh, they actually tried out a lot of people and couldn't find somebody who could do both, like her, like uh, her her normal voice and the genocide Jack voice, like and then they to, got her two a... different voice actresses, so yes. they worked out. Yep, they did. <laughs> that was the solution. The it makes sense. Uh, yeah, um, which was Amanda C. Miller and then Aaron, Aaron Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. 
Yeah, um, I think Toko shares a voice with Junko, actually. Normal Toko. Oh, interesting. Um, Kate, Kate is that right? Yeah, I think so. Amanda C. Miller is Junko. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so uh, the game finally did come out. So it actually released uh, the first chapter as a sort of demo. Um, and originally it was actually supposed to be coming out on the PSP. Oh, God. Um, the PlayStation remember Portable. Remember that? Uh, everyone remember their PlayStation Portable device? I never had one. No. Um, so I, I did have one, but the only thing I ever used it for... <laughs> I still remember this, because, like, I think my dad got me, like, maybe for Christmas or something, like, a PSP, and I guess the game that had just come out with it was Daxter, which was a spin-off. You know, it was, like, Jack and Daxter, but Jack's not in this one. <laughs> just, just Daxter. Um, it's just Daxter, Daxter. yeah, and... Uh, I remember that was the only PSP game I ever owned because what I did was I took that, um, I had a friend who was like really good with like computers and stuff. Like nowadays this is something I could have done, but like that's back when I was like in middle school, I like went over to his house and was like, Hey, I have this PSP. Like, can you put like other games on here? And he's like, yeah, yeah. What you want? And I want, I just got the original Spyro trilogy put on there and I played the original Spyro trilogy maybe like 13, 14 times over the years just on my PSP, and I never bought anything else for it. <laughs> oh, so your, um, your portable Spyro machine, the PSP. It literally or, was a portable... Sp- portable oh. Spyro player. Portable Spyro player, PSP. Mm-hmm. No, that's, yes, exactly what it was. And, uh, yeah, Spyro Ripto's Rage, the second one, is still one of my favorite games of all time. Everyone go play it. It's still good. You know what else um, is a good game? Danganronpa. Good game. Um, so yeah the first the like i said there was a demo available on the psp this was only in japan and um this was the first chapter of the game but they had like a different character die instead of sayaka so that when the full game it was hero yeah so like the when the when the full game came out like people would still be surprised by like be actually more surprised by sayaka dying um which is hilarious um Good show on that. So, like I said, released on PSP in Japan in November 25th, 2010. Um, and then they also ended up releasing it on uh, iOS, Android, and PC and uh, in 2012. And that's when it came to the US, or to the West, rather, with English dub and everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, PS Vita as well. So um, they added a bunch of stuff like uh, touchscreen controls and stuff for the PS Vita and uh, another, a bunch of like minor quality of life upgrades. Um, 2012 is when I played it, or not when I played it. I played the, um, I want to say it was like, hmm. I guess it wouldn't have been until 2015 that I played this, actually, now I'm thinking about it. But, um, I, uh, I remember I did get it on PC, though. I got it on Steam. Really interesting. Claire and I first heard about it on Tumblr, back when it was really popular oh, on there. People were watching the, where reading the LPs. People were, yeah, people were posting the, like, the fan-translated Let's Plays, like, on forums. And then the anime came out, and that made it a lot more accessible to the people who wanted to see it. So it became really popular summer of, what, like 20... 2013, I think? 2012, 2013? Yeah. Became really popular that summer. And I because got the into anime it, came out. like, I had sort of a different path than most people. Um, my friend Monty... What? He said, hold on. You good? The cube got him. <laughs> the cube got him. He's in the cube now. Out, out of the out of the murder school into the cube. 
<laughs> he's in he's in the cube two hypercube. Cube the cube two hypercube. That doesn't sound like a real title. It's like the perfect title for it. It's like the Shark Two or Sharknado Two, another one or whatever it was. The second, the second one. one. Sharknado Two. The second Sharknado Two. The second one. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly one, yeah. what it reminds me. Are we me good of. now, Nirov? Sorry. Are we good now? Yeah, sorry, my mom called me. She like was she's on a on a plane. Well she's not on a plane anymore, she's off the plane now. <laughs> um, um is she in the cube though. I no, I was like legitimately I almost just said like she was in the cube. Like no <laughs> She wasn't in the cube. Anyway, so I got into the uh, game sort of um different than most people and a little bit earlier than the sort of explosion. Oh my god, this sounds like such a hipster, but my friend Monty was living in Japan at the time, and he was playing it on um, in, in the original Japanese, and obviously some of the murders are really hard, and so he kept calling me, being like, um, like on call me or message me on Skype, and on this weird, like, 13-hour time difference, and it's like, help me solve this murder! So that's how I was sort of dragged, kicking and screaming into the fandom as the, that one murder mystery friend. <laughs> I just imagined him, like, explaining to you in great detail all that he's uncovered so far, and you sitting there, like, at whatever, like, three in the morning because of the time differences, being like- That's pretty uh, much exactly uh, how it went down. Uh-huh, and, yeah, okay. And there's uh-huh. a robot suit, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's because of robot yeah. justice. Yeah, uh, robot justice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, game uh, sold pretty well for being a new IP and for being such a weird piece of <laughs> weird game. Um, so uh, they uh, they sold of the first game um, about two hundred thousand copies um, in the uh, in the first few years, which was pretty good for them and for such a niche thing. Um, overall, the franchise I checked has sold about three point five million copies, so still very niche, but like. Um, good enough to, to keep the franchise moving, definitely. So, um, reviews were really positive. Um, came out to uh, an 82 on Metacritic uh, when it released in the U.S. in 2012. Um, so, yeah, like, good reception from pretty much everybody. I, I didn't see any, like, low ratings. Um, personally, I think my, like, my, my only, like, real complaint with this game, and, like, um, I, I think it's a little bit, it's a little bit rectified in the second one, is that, like, the um just how often they just like repeat yes. things and have to like re-explain like wait a minute you said you saw a chair yes a chair is a wooden thing that you used to sit on hold on now what is sitting i think yeah two fixes it that... because it lets you agree with people so they don't have to repeat themselves as much and they're and they're not they don't have to <laughs> yeah. be wrong about everything right so that's yeah, in the first game yes, the only way yeah. to progress was finding contradictions and, and so everybody was so them. stupid because they had to be wrong yeah I mean, um let's let us not forget that no you're wrong of trying of trial where you had to prove to hero that kyoko was <laughs> not, not a ghost. ghost yeah that one was a little bit rough um hero in general uh, like a yeah. little bit rough I love that. I love that doofy boy. Um, I did not think he was going to make it to the end. <laughs> no one wanted to He's kill him. He's the unlikely uh, candidate, the huh? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, pretty much really well received and stuff, and I, I love this game. Um, I think I like it a tiny, a teensy bit more than the second game. The second game has, like, mechanically is, I think, a lot improved over the first one, but, like, 
I think I like the characters from the first one I, better. I, I think personally. the second game is like a really good game, and like the the mechanics are really good. But I and I liked all the characters, but I think I liked the cast from the first game overall yeah. more. For me, I yeah. like I like the second cast overall more than the first cast, but. I like certain characters in the first cast more than I like my favorite characters in the second cast. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, got you. Who are your Who are your faves? Makoto from one. Who are, who are your Who are your problematic faves? Yaki Togami. The, the ultimate pro- problematic. <laughs> oh, and and Taka. I like Taka as well. Taka's my baby boy. Uh, Taka Taka's pretty I, good. I like um, Makoto Knight. Yeah. I am extremely plain. Wow. I like. Junko. Yeah, go go go! Have fun with your vanilla ice cream. I mean, as as has I have repeatedly stated on various pieces of Game Luster Media, I love Junko. Yeah, Junko is a very good problematic fave. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love her. Just um, one of my favorite, best written villains of all time. Also, like, she's such an interesting acting, villain. Fucking, voice acting oh, freaking fucking fantastic. It. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, fucking great job. Um, yeah, the... Um, she's insane, say, and was, we love her for it. Yes, I was trying to remember the characters from the second game that I liked a lot. Like, man, I'm I've I've very um, mixed feelings on what's his face, Co- the Komaeda. crazy guy. Komaeda. What's his name? Komaeda. You mean the internet? No, no. Nagito Komaeda, the internet's Nag- wife. Oh, okay, Nagito. Yeah, that's what I was the thinking. The internet's yeah, wife. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The internet's wife. Tumblr sexy man Komaeda Nagito. I like. I remember like hating him like when I was playing the game, and then like afterwards, I like that's fondly exactly remembered him. So, what's I, going that's on? That's exactly what we're going through. Because like, I you know when we were playing two, we we're like, oh my god, I hate this guy. And now that we're playing three and we have Kokichi, I'm like, I miss Komaeda. He was at least like useful. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So anyway, no, it's 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 good. Um, I really like those characters. I like what what uh, I said. I, I, know, like, I said it. You you either you either really like Komaeda or you really hate Komaeda. I've never seen anyone be like truly neutral like on him because they're so right. deliberately over the top and so yeah. extreme. It, between Byakuya Togami, Komaeda Nagito, and Kokichi Oma, you're genetically programmed to only like one of those three. Mm, then what does it mean true. about me, the seesaw simp? What does that well, say about Caitlin? It's between those three. Like you like Byakuya Togami, you hate. Okay. Nagito, you hate Kokichi. I do like. Like, yeah. I have a friend who loves Kokichi, hates Byakuya, hates Nagito. Like, it's you. It's like a personality programming. You are only allowed to like one, and the rest of them you fucking hate. <laughs> should do a psych study on this. <laughs> we should fucking rough a problematic husband. We should take a survey. <laughs> I will say it was like a we, we surveyed seventy thousand Americans. <laughs> Y'all, was it not an out-of-body experience watching that Nintendo Direct where they announced um, the, the Danganronpa collection, the anniversary collection that's coming out for the Switch, and so you're watching a Nintendo Direct and suddenly shirtless See? Nagito in a swimsuit yep. is looming over you asking if you're both- me psychic damage. <laughs> yeah, Nagito Komayeda is my sleep paralysis You know, I'm demon. expecting to like, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a Nintendo Direct. I'm expecting to see like Kirby- and stuff like that, and then you see you see Komaeda, and then Monokuma, and you're like, what? No. Yeah. Ooh. But no, to, to I, it was like it was really honestly. It is so weird that it took this long for those yeah. games to come to Switch because they'll they'll run on a Switch with no problem. And those, like, to those who haven't played the games yet, they're coming out as a bundle called Danganronpa Decadence for the anniversary. So that's a real great yeah. opportunity to try. For all those of them. who haven't played the game yet, they are all on sale right now. 
But also, yeah, you should so, also get decadence for Switch because it comes with a whole new game where everyone wears swimsuits. Yeah, so there is a new game, uh, Danganronpa S. I think is it Danganronpa S. Summer Camp or Ultimate something. Ultimate Summer Camp, yeah. Ultimate Summer Camp, and in that one, everyone is wearing uh, swimming suits, and it's very. Um, no one. It's it's no literally just like. I promise. No one's good. Yeah, I probably and like. I don't know. It's like a Mario yes. Party game, from what I can see. It's like really weird, but like it looks like it's the ultimate like. But fan no one's gonna game. die, and that's you know why I mean? like, it's for the fans. Taka in a speedo. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be fun. I'm assuming there's some like dating sim stuff in there too, and like it has characters from all three of the games and stuff. So they're gonna and like, they all get to interact with each characters other. Characters from um, Ultra Girls too. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and it, it's like it's like Persona Q, but like maybe it'll be good. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, except you, again, talk is in a speed up. How do we feel about that? I'm not. It's where he belongs. Like I don't know what you would me say. Like I don't know. Hey, Luke, like... we saw the sauna scene. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Taka is ripped. Um. Yeah. So that'll that'll be exciting. Um. And yeah, I think that's is that coming December, soon? December three. December. Okay. Yeah, I will I will definitely be getting I think I'm probably just going to buy the the summer camp one cuz I, you know, have the other ones already. But um yeah, if you I think it's $60 and you get all yes. four of the games, so that's like a good opportunity to get all of them at once yeah. if you have not played them. Um okay, so yeah, let's um let's probably go ahead and, and wrap up. I know you guys have some different thoughts. Uh, please throw out any other topics you maybe want to cover. Executions. Can we talk about the executions? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about like. I want to talk about Mondo butter. <laughs> oh God! No, I also talk about Mondo butter. butter. I saw like a crazy like and good fan theory, which like made I, it made a lot of sense, which was that like after Mondo's death, like Taka literally didn't eat anything because he was afraid that like. Monokuma had put Mondo butter that. in the so food. Sad. That's so sad. Like, oh Taka did deserve that. That's well, like, all. You're playing this game, and like someone dies, and you're like, and people are dying, and you're like, okay, this is a murder game, but you haven't really. That first execution, Leon's execution, be. that shit hit different. Then they tie this guy to a pole, and they shoot baseballs at him until he dies. Yeah, that shit hit different. That's still one of the most visceral ones. That, that shit hits differently, well, yeah, like, like a, a baseball. Yeah, baseball like a baseball. Damn. And that's um, where you can really see, the, um, as Nirov mentioned, the influence of Saw coming in. I, yeah. I like the idea that someone had to come into work and sit down and come up with executions for all of the characters. Because, in, at least in Danganronpa 1, every character has an unused execution. Like, even the ones who didn't die. And they're, like, brutal oh. and themed. And yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> What um, um, Aoi's is like she's like in a shark tank and she can't get out because she's wow. the ultimate swimmer. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that they had those. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, uh, they the have a bunch house, of uh, Taka's. Uh, someone made a, someone on on YouTube made a fan animation for Taka's unused execution, and I'm like, actually, how dare you? He doesn't deserve <laughs> that. Taka's the best boy. Aw. Um. So yeah, the um. One one other thing that maybe we should address, and I don't know if there's a a, a good way to do this, like oh. Chihiro. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What like, is our, what hasn't been said about the Chihiro debate? Um yeah, I I just like I don't know because like I remember even at the time like I was playing this the first time like and I wasn't part of the the discourse around this I was like 
what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, I don't, like, the whole thing with Chihiro is, it sucks because, like, we can't ask Chihiro what they would prefer. And that's That's really what it comes down to. Because if we knew what, like, what pronoun would Chihiro prefer to be called, that would be fine. We could just respect Chihiro's decision. But... But another issue, like, I have with it is that, like, they paint this picture of, like, Chihiro decided to, like, first of all, decided to be a woman, like, because, like, they were, like, very, like, physically weak. And like, oh, I can't, I can't make it as a man. I'll be a woman. And it's like, yeah. that's pretty fucked yeah, up. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack just there. Donnie yeah. Rapa is trying to handle issues that high school kids deal with in an exaggerated way, and they deal with the issue. I mean, other games have done it too. Persona Four, <laughs> especially with Japanese male high school students feeling pressured to be over the top manly in order to prove their masculinity and it is unfortunately a real thing that happens. I've taught school in Japan I've seen it but I don't think they handled it well Yeah, no, they didn't I think they handled it well with Mondo, Mm -hmm. who is so afraid of being seen as weak that he crafts this super over-the-top biker persona I don't think they handled it well with Chihiro but I do understand what they were going for and that they are noticing an issue, a facet of bullying among male high school students, and they're trying to include it. I mean, you they really, the characters of this game are high school students, and they, as weird and wacky as what they go through is, they are going through issues that a high school student would also go through. And I just don't necessarily like how they handled it, but I do see what they were going through. Okay, that makes sense. I, yeah. I, I see what you mean. Like, I don't genuinely, I honestly, I think they may not have, have even had the thought of, like, this is a transgender yeah, character exactly. while writing this. Yeah, I think that's really it. Like. Well, especially because the game came out in 2010. Like. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Like, LGBT, yeah. LGBT issues were just starting to, like, really be talked about more around that time, I would say. Yeah. Though I would also argue I mean, that ne- the game isn't necessarily, the games didn't necessarily get any better. No. Uh, there are issues around a similar character in the third game with uh, genders and pronouns, and they don't handle it well then either. Oh, you mean you mean Keo being literally like a mix of uh, yes, g- uh, um, genocider and um, Chihiro, both the problematic shit coming from both of those characters, and they just were like, oh, let's just add a dash of that to Keo. <laughs> but specifically portraying a character who has personalities or identities of that identify as both male and female and not really handling that well either um they similar to the we accidentally created a trans character i think they may have accidentally created a gender fluid character and so uh, yeah yeah isn't i see what you good mean. at handling issue they also um ultra despair girls the spin-off has oh, God. very unfortunate handling of pedophilia as a subject that is not handled with the delicate care that it needs to be. Yep. Um, I remember mm-hmm. that. I love Danganronpa. I love it as a series, but if you're, this is not the game you should look to for delicate handling of social issues. No, uh, definitely not. And I mean, like it, it could, I don't know, it, it could have been, and I also want to say, like, Chihiro is such a, a great character, and, like, also, like, 
the only reason that they were able to like beat Monokuma and, and Junko yeah. was because of like AI mm-hmm. alter ego. Yeah, yeah. programs this awesome, amazing, sentient AI who is able to stop like get into executions and stop Makoto from almost dying and is pretty much the reason they get out of there. So like as poorly as Chihiro may be written, absolute props to Chihiro Fujisaki total badass. Chihiro, I know. Michael, Chihiro Fujisaki, most important <laughs> character in the game. Arguably yeah. in like, the series. Legitimately, probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, just shout, shout out to Chihiro, wherever, wherever you are in that big computer uh, in the sky. Chihiro, however no, no you want to be XP desktop called. in the sky. We will respect yeah. however you want to be called. We just don't know what it is. And unfortunately, <laughs> just get at me. Possibly as a result of the controversy, the creators of the game have not ever made any sort of formal statement regarding Chihiro or any other character who may... Uh, I have a question. Yeah. And I, so I don't think at this point we're going to ever. I tend to default to they, I but do so. I don't think at this I default point to they as well. We're ever going to get a Yeah, I, I, I also do. But I, I know so. there are people who don't like Chihiro being referred to as they because apparently Chihiro in the cutscene, like right before. Right, right, right when you learn about Mondo and Chihiro, what happened. Uh. It's like Chihiro wanted to try to become, like, more manly so he could still, like, they could still use he, it was all, but, like, I don't know. I think they is a safe option. I think Chihiro was a teenager who was having a lot of thoughts about gender because, I mean, that's the one thing. These kids, they're They're kids. kids. They are teenagers. Yeah. These are teenagers. Horrible, horrible things are happening to them and it makes you forget, but God, these are teenagers. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um so yeah, like we'll we'll kind of like round it out. Um uh this game won a lot of, you know, um awards from uh, you know, minor minor publications but uh didn't didn't see a lot of like um exposure. Um one interesting thing is that um <clears throat> that I want to point out is that which I, I I cannot draw the line here. Maybe you can help me, but Jean-Maxime Mori, who is the um, who is the uh, founder of Don't Nod Studios, cited Danganronpa as the uh, direct influence for wow. Life is Strange. Wow, I didn't know that yeah. actually, and I wouldn't oh, have thought of it. Oh, it's kind of fucked up teenagers I, again. I guess it's <laughs> fucked up teenagers. Fucked up teenagers. Yeah. Yo, I never seen fucked up teenagers before. Danganronpa is nice. a weird experience. I highly recommend if you haven't played or watched it. It's not gonna be like any other game you've ever played. I mean, it just—it's weird. It's yeah. like watching. Like I said, it's like watching mind. watching a car crash on the side of the road. A lot of people who like Danganronpa, who are like consider themselves fans of the game, are like Danganronpa has terrible writing. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Look, the writing is not like I would. Uh, it's it's hard to say this like. The writing is not good, but exactly. it is super interesting and, and that's compelling. Why yeah, that's what it is. It's like watching a little fu- a, car- a car crash on the side of the road. <laughs> it's fucked up, but you can't really look away. No, it's not a good yeah. thing. It's like I would award this game an award for like best narrative. I would not give it an award exactly. for best yeah, writing. It's, <laughs> I don't know if that it's makes has, any sense. It's most interesting. The, the story yeah. is interesting, interesting the, yeah. and the world is very interesting. I give it a lot of awards for visuals. Those are it is a, cool. it is a slick looking game. The music is good too. Yes. Oh yeah! Oh my God! We how do we the skip the music? Holy too, shit! Which I do think we should talk about. Mo is supposed to say how much they hate Hangman's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. Okay, it's done. I said it. I mean, 
if y'all have ever seen that there's a video that uh, the content creator ProZD did that really I feel like sums up the series very well. It's like this yeah. man was killed <laughs> yeah, with a that. knife. Can, can, can you now, spell can you knife? Spell knife? <laughs> <laughs> You'll get to make a comic book later. <laughs> Honestly, I like making the comic book. The comic book can stay. Hangman's Gambit needs I to wish die. I, it's funny, when I, was, when I was playing Ace Attorney after playing Daggerapa, I'm like, I kind of wish I had a comic book. Because, like, the comic book... Wow. Well, no, because, like, it sums up the case really well. Yeah. Like, it, it walks does, you yeah. through everything that happened. And but then, like, so, so many of those little comic book circles are, like, yes. almost identical. And it's like, what yeah. the fuck is it? There's also that time in the um, second game where the characters spend a long time trying to figure out how many sides an octagon has. <laughs> I don't. I don't blame Hajime. <laughs> to be fair, Hajime they were like, like um, they were like leg. sleep and food deprived, trying to talk about uh, geometry. So, and they're high schoolers once yeah, again. I don't like to talk about geometry yeah. even when I'm not. Yeah, but I knew what an octagon was when I was in like first grade. People know what an octagon is, <laughs> except um, for the cast of Dog Up Two. Yeah. So one thing I I just uh, wanted to mention that the composer for this game, Masafumi Takada. Um, also did the music for Killer7, God Hand, No More Heroes, and Earth Defense Force. Nice. That's some good oh, music. Yeah. No More Heroes. That, some, some, that's Yeah, good resume. Yeah. That's some good music in that, too. Yeah, No More Heroes. Is Although that makes sense, like, thinking of the No More Heroes soundtrack in this one. I can I can hear it. Um, a, little bit fu- a little bit funky. Yeah. Um, I do love it. Oh, Monokuma has also appeared in some other stuff, by the way. Like, um, he has uh, weirdly... I'm telling you, he's Monoku- like the minions, dude. Yeah, Monokuma weirdly is in Terraria. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, it's really weird. I don't know how that that how that crossover happened. Um, then there's a bunch of other uh, Japanese games I've I've not heard of. Um, he was in like a but, couple um, of mobile like Japanese mobile games, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and then he was also in a uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, he what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, they added a, a a a DLC pack for that game with. Um, music from Danganronpa, and you could play as um, Makoto, Monokuma, Monami, Hajime, Junko, Chiaki, Ibuki, uh, or Sayaka. Those are all fair choices. Yeah. Those are all very good choices. Yeah. Um, also in the um, game Identity yeah, B. Yeah, they're in um, Identity B. Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a theatrical stage play. How do we not even talk about it? I have not seen any of it or hey, looked at any of what that looked is like. amazing. And because the actor who plays Taka is, like, super dedicated to being in character as Taka and the whole, like, no running in the halls thing. So he power walks up <laughs> everywhere and it's wonderful. <laughs> Shout That's out great. to power walking Taka. That's so funny. Taka's such a good boy. Also, yeah. the girl who um, played Junko or the actress who played Junko in the stage play became, through playing Junko, became such a big fan of the series that she ended up being cast in the third game as Kaede. Oh, cool. Oh, that's wonderful. Good for her. Also, another voice actor fact yeah. we never dropped is that the original voice of Monokuma was the longtime voice of ch- a beloved children's character, Doraemon. Oh. So <laughs> kids were like kids who and adult, gamers who grew up watching Doraemon on Saturday morning cartoons were turning on uh, their their uh, their like whatever device they're playing this game on and they're hearing Doraemon tell them to go murder each other. <laughs> That's so good. Um, unfortunately, the actress now suffers from dementia, so she has been replaced. But um, Americans, it'd be like if suddenly you were playing a murder mystery game and Big Bird killed someone or Elmo or Barney. <laughs> or Barney, oh my god. You know what? I'm a little bummed out. I can't call to mind what Big Bird sounds like. 
hey kids, let's do a murder. Is that what he does? No, I That's don't know. I don't watch anyway. Sesame Street. I was just naming <laughs> children's characters that came to the top of my head. Like, Bar- like imagine Barney. Oh, hey, kids, we're going to learn about doing a murder yeah. today. Yeah. Hello, students. <laughs> ding dong, bing bong. Um, <clears throat> yeah, ding dong, bing bong. <laughs> ding dong, bing Damn it! No, it's gotta be the cube. Saw and then we we talked about the cube That's for twenty true, minutes. Man. Cube saw effect. Cube saw effect. <laughs> it's gonna be cube saw two colon yeah. hypercube. No, cube saw effect. Fine. Cube saw effects hyper zero. <laughs> Damn it! I can't I can't fit all of the things into it. All right. Um, Let's uh let's close out. So thank you guys for for joining us. Um, does anyone have anything that they want to plug that they're working on right now? Um, the game luster in general, man. Our content's great. Um, we do videos and podcasts and articles and stuff. Professional yeah. shit posters. <laughs> Sometimes oh, we post news do, too. Miram and I do have a video on YouTube where we rank all of the students from all three Dong and Rampa games. That's fun. I'm gonna go watch that hey, as soon as I'm done do with V3. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was fun because it was like the first time I had like professionally tried to edit a video and it was like the greatest editing challenge of my life, and I don't know why I did that to myself. Um go watch it. <laughs> um So yeah, let's uh let's uh, get out of here. Hey, so him- um this Hey Claire, do you want to do you want to end on your shit your your shit dog and Rapa no, takes? No, I don't. We're good. <laughs> well, we should end by reminding everyone that uh, hope will always triumph over despair, right? <laughs> Question mark. Until the next game. <laughs> I love the fucking after credits stinger where Monokuma's like, "I'm yeah. still alive." <laughs> Fuck you, and then it's like Monokuma will return. Yeah, Monokuma will return. No one else though, but M- Monokuma will return. Nope, Yakutagami yeah. returned. It's punishment time. Technically, I really still of. am hoping that like with the last um, Smash update, like uh, Monokuma shows up as like a me skin or like. Oh my god, that would be I wanted Kaiyada to come in as a as a me fighter, so that you can do something with him and Sans. <laughs> To those who've watched this pod or have listened to this podcast, go tweet at the developers of the Cube film series and ask if they know that they inspired Dung and Rampa. <laughs> I feel like we also should have talked about Terry Crews playing we get Dung the... and Rampa last year. I feel like we did we did gloss over Oh that yeah, one. I totally forgot about that. I do remember he voiced it now. Yeah, yeah. Taka, it was hysterical. <sighs> That's good. All right. Um, does anyone have a good like sort of catchphrase for us to go out on? It's punishment um, time. I mean, just it is. Say that it's punishment time. It's punishment time! I think I like it. I feel good.